You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy. This is a podcast for busy professional women who are ready to overcome addictive eating, food obsession, and body insecurities. In every episode, I'm inviting you to join me as we explore what it means to be free from food obsession. How do we fully awaken to our magnificent selves without body insecurities holding us back? And most importantly, how do we live our lives to the full where food is no longer in control? Welcome, gorgeous soul. I'm so happy to have you here. So, hello there, gorgeous. Welcome to episode 94 of the Hungry Soul podcast. And this is a very rough and ready episode. You might be able to hear the children in the background who obviously are at home. Husband is also at home. And normality has kind of shifted somewhat for, I think, probably a lot of us right now. So I decided to put this episode together because a couple of days ago, I did a workshop over in my free Facebook group, uh, which if you aren't a member of, you can search for it. It's for um, food addiction and binge eating support over on Facebook. And we did a little conversation um, in this workshop around feeling somewhat out of control with food at the moment, especially with being in isolation, being away from our like normality and our routine. Um, And I decided that I wanted to share it over here on the podcast as well. So this is the workshop that I gave a couple of days ago. There is an invitation towards the end of it if you want some help specifically around emotional eating right now, because let's be honest, emotions are magnified, they're amplified, they're heightened. And I know from a lot of the conversations that I've been having with clients and just women within my within my community um feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed is obviously a given for so many of us at the minute so if you are struggling with this and you really want some help then listen to this workshop i give you three i think it's four tips on what you can be doing right now to help with that um and as i said there is an invitation towards the end if you want some extra help because we are running our emotional eating course in the next week or so Uh, which is usually a self-study program, but it's going to be coming with a pop-up support group for an additional three weeks. So you really can get the help and support that you need. Okay, right. Here's the workshop. Um, Enjoy it. And uh, yeah, make sure that you're looking after yourself and I'm sending you a massive, massive hug. This little workshop's all about food, eating, isolation. Um, And it's really to start helping you stay somewhat calmer around food right now because I know that in terms of the world as it is things have changed and there's a lot of being at home there's a lot of not going anywhere there's a lot of food in kitchens um, and there's a lot of added stress and pressure and concern and overwhelm and all of that stuff so this is what the workshop is all going to be about tonight so I'm guessing that for those of you that are here with me live, I know many of you will be watching this on replay, which is often the way with time zones, which is totally fine. Um, I'm guessing that this is something that you can resonate with, as in feeling like you either can't stop eating or you're feeling quite obsessed about food or you're feeling quite worried, um, concerned, um, anxious, frustrated about food. I'm guessing that that's why you are all here. So if you are, feel free to comment with a yes below and then I know that you're in the right place and I know that I can help you. I can help you to the best of my ability. So I want to ask 
just out of curiosity, I know some of you that are in my Salford Women programme, I was actually asking you this earlier tonight, but um, how are you all feeling? So do any of you want to throw some words at me? Um, how are you all feeling though? Because actually tonight, I know that this workshop's entitled Can't Stop Eating in Isolation or How to Stop Eating in Isolation. Um, so we're talking about overeating, feeling kind of compulsive towards food, feeling somewhat obsessed about food, emotional eating, binging, all of that stuff. The labels are irrelevant, but it's more about noticing that you're behavior and relationship to food right now might feel even more significant than what it has been or it might feel somewhat more um challenging or uncomfortable or out of control even actually i've had a lot of women send me messages over this last couple of weeks um yeah i feel like i'm white knuckling it these days yes i get that angie completely drinking pims and lemon pims and lemonade i've not had pims and lemonade for ages I might go and get myself, um, do you know what I had last night? Totally off, off topic. Um, Simon, my husband, is a whiskey drinker. Don't really like whiskey. However, I had this tickle. He's like, no, you should have some. It's meant to be medicinal. And it took the lining off my throat. Maybe that's why <laughs> I've got a cough. It's like, oh, that's too strong for me. Um, okay. Um, disgusting with myself. Everything hurts. Okay. I desperately want carbs and sweets. So, yes, Carol, there's a lot of craving for carb type food right now i'm gonna i'll talk about that actually if i get a chance to i've been eating more nibbling and feeling that i can't stop yeah 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 okay generally okay i'm not particularly eating more than i was just the usual cravings but obviously getting even less exercise yeah absolutely okay constantly nibbling good evening wendy oh helen you're a whiskey drinker Simon's becoming a bit of a whiskey connoisseur. It's hilarious. Couldn't stand the stuff about 12 months ago. Now he's like, I'll only buy the best. He like researches it. It's so funny. They're so funny. Been really um, going the day carby at night. Right. Okay. So we've got kind of a bit of a mixture, as is often the way. Um, no, we've just started. Don't worry. Don't worry, Wendy. Um, okay. So, <coughs> sorry. So the. We're going to talk about emotions and the reason why I asked you that question is because I know that this is around food and feeling out of control around food etc but actually what we're going to talk about tonight we're going to talk more about emotions as opposed to food itself so this is very much about emotions as opposed to restrictions deprivation limiting etc okay so on that note I have another question now, those of you that were in my five-day free program, was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before. We did, um, we did on day four a topic around emotional triggers. So for those of you, again, that are watching, but also on replay, what are your emotional triggers right now? As in right now in this current situation where we've got heightened everything, life has changed, what are your emotional triggers? Rona, good evening. Tell me what your emotional triggers are. What are you starting to notice? So when are you turning to food? What are the emotions that are coming up for you? When are you finding yourself eating, nibbling, needing carbs? Like what's actually from an, an emotional state, what are you noticing? 
Okay. Lonely, fear, stress, depression, boredom. Yeah, boredom's a big one right now, isn't it? And if you've not really thought about this, just have a little think about today. Um, assuming that today you've kind of turned to food in that capacity. How have you been feeling? Like what's actually been going on for you? Um, fear that my son has the virus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Boredom and stress. Boredom, failing at home, schooling, guilt and shame, lack of routine, not getting out. Yeah. Sunshine making me want to sit in the garden with a drink. Boredom, repetitive behaviours, irritating. Absolutely. Okay, worry. It's kind of quite a few similarities, aren't there? So a lot of emotional triggers coming up for people. Okay, so let me see. Let me kind of feel into where I want to go with this because it could go into many areas. The thing that I want to, what I, what I want to focus on specifically tonight. So my intention is this workshop is going to be sort of very short, straight to the point. It's not going to go on for hours and hours and hours, partly as well because my voice is getting somewhat tickly. However, this is about understanding that for all of you that have just commented then, regardless of what those emotions are for you at the moment, and they're probably changing and fluctuating, the food as it is and your desire to eat is actually filling an emotional need. Okay, so food is filling an emotional need. And until you know what that emotional need is, you will always go to your default setting of eating. Does that make sense? I'm going to say that again. Food fills an emotional need when we're turning to it in a capacity that's not about hunger. It's not about I need to eat because I need energy or nutrients or I need it because my body's asking for this food. This is about eating when you're sad, depressed, lonely, fed up, frustrated, angry, all of those things that you've just mentioned. In that capacity, food is filling an emotional need. And until you know what that emotional need is, food will always be that thing that you turn to. Now, some of you are going to be aware of that already because I know a few of your lovely faces, you are already in the Self-Fed Woman program. Um, I know some of you aren't in there, but either way, this is about understanding that this is not about food. <laughs> I know this sounds a bit weird. This is not about food. The, the reason why I need to make that really clear is because when women are in that place of feeling compulsive, feeling obsessive, overeating, binging, turning to food where they're feeling guilty for it, where they feel ashamed of how much they're eating, now magnifying this, the fact that they're at home, they're in isolation, they might be on their own in isolation, or they're in a situation with family members, children, lodgers, people who are like irritating them because there's just no space and no freedom. It's really easy to just assume that we need to exert willpower or control or discipline and just not have the chocolates, not have the biscuits, not go in the kitchen. And we kind of make this assumption that we're to blame, we're at fault, we're a failure, we need more willpower and or we just need to resist the food. So this is like restriction or it's deprivation, or it's don't have it, don't buy it. Now, I know for a lot of you as well at the minute, your food shopping routine might have also changed. So um, you might have more food in your house than you normally do. You might be doing like more bigger shops and you're not having to go outside as often. So there's kind of all this extra stuff. Um, and really, 
that's all very well and good with that assumption of I need to try harder, discipline, willpower, etc. But actually, it's not got anything to do with that. This is about understanding that your desire to eat in that capacity is filling an emotional need. Okay, it's serving a purpose. And this is why it's important for you to be really honest with yourself and actually be able to acknowledge and identify if you can, what are those emotional needs that food is filling? And a lot of you were able to do that then. Loneliness, boredom, frustration, feeling worried, anxious, all of those are very valid right now, by the way. Um, not that they wouldn't be anyway, but our emotions are really magnified and heightened at the minute, okay? So it fills an emotional need. Okay, good evening, Joan. Um, some of it is about my work going a little quiet, I think. I worry about that long term. Okay, food. Oh, Karen, you've written it for us. Brilliant. Food fills an emotional need. Until I know what that emotional need is, I'll always turn to food to fill it. Absolutely. Now, and this is also, um, this is also having that ability to start understanding that you're not to blame and that this is not your fault. And actually starting to appreciate it. And this is going to sound really weird for me to say this now. Trying to appreciate it from a positive perspective. Okay, now I know for many of you that are in that place of binging, overeating, feeling compulsive, obsessive, addicted. It's going to feel weird to even hear that context of how can I appreciate that in a positive way. However, when you can understand that the desire to eat in the way that you're doing is actually filling an emotional need. And as human beings, we have emotional needs. Our emotional needs need to be met. And if they're not met, that's when it starts to create dysfunction, disruption, um, uncomfortable feelings. And actually, the food is a positive. Is this making sense with everybody? Um, the emotional need is what? So the emotional need, Karen, is the, I'm going to come to it in a second, but it's actually about helping your um, mind, body, soul, whichever sort of perspective, whichever perception you have or perspective you have, sorry. It's filling the thing that you're craving, that you're needing. So I'm going to come to some specific things in a minute. Let's say, for example, I'm going to take the one of um, kind of anxiety because that's quite, quite common at the minute for many of us. Um, if you have that feeling of anxiety because of everything that's going on, whether it be about work or health or family or all of that stuff, you have an emotional need in that moment when you're feeling anxious to feel the opposite. Now, depending on what you see as the opposite being for anxiety, it's probably something about calmness or feeling at peace or feeling um, safe. So your emotional need is to feel safe or to feel calm. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, am I, does this make any sense at all? Um, we're kind of finding this hard to articulate. Needing the thing that you are desiring to feel better. So it's to shift that emotional state. Now, usually our emotional triggers, and I don't think any of you actually mentioned any sort of perceived positive ones. It's not that there is any such thing as a positive or negative emotion. Emotion is emotion is emotion. How we view how we view them, or how we process them, or how we um, deal with them, or how we see them—that's that's where the label comes from. But there weren't any of you that did any kind of like um, positive emotions. Most of the time, these emotional needs are changing a state of discomfort to a state of com comfort. So anxiety to calmness, stress to calmness, overwhelm to peace to calmness. 
um, um, changing a state of boredom to um, happiness or upset to joy or anger and frustration to feeling like settled or comforted. So it's about switching this emotional state. Okay. So, so that's, that's the emotional need, but I'll probably cover that in a little, in a little bit when I just get to a few points. I shop like it was Christmas. Someone said this um, the other day, actually, Wendy, I think it was a friend of mine. I can't remember who it was now. Um, saying that it feels like Christmas, but without the presents on, obviously we're not going out anywhere, but yeah, just the whole shopping kitchen cupboards full. Although I have to say, we're not doing big shops. I've never been a big shop kind of person. I prefer to just go as and when I need to, but yeah. <coughs> um, Oh, Joan, you broke your foot. Oh no, how did you manage that? Totally incapacitated and can't wait, but yeah, it's driving me crazy. Oh my goodness. Now, if that's not an opportunity for you to slow down and to stop and to just be, I don't know what is. We're gonna talk about reframes in a second because it's really, really powerful. Um, emotional need to feel calm, safe, better. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is this making sense with everybody? Okay, so. Let me see, let me see. So how do we therefore then start dealing with these emotions? Because it's not about the food. I'm coming back to the title of this little workshop training is about if you can't stop eating in isolation, what can you do about it? Well, it's not actually about addressing the food anyway at all, never is. It's about acknowledging and understanding and then navigating the drivers underneath it, which in this situation is definitely emotional. It's emotional, emotional, emotional. <coughs> Oh, good. You're all following this. Awesome. So how do we deal with emotions? That's going to be my next question to all of you lovely ladies. Even you guys watching on replay, I still want you to join in. So we're saying about emotions are these things that are now coming up quite often for many of you. They're often more magnified right now than they often are. A lot of you have just shared what your emotional triggers are, like anxiety and boredom and frustration and fear and overwhelm and all of those perceived bad emotions or rather those emotional states that make us feel uncomfortable in that moment our emotional need is to change that state from feeling not very nice to wanting to feel better whether that be feeling safer whether that be feeling calmer whether that be feeling more comforted um, settled and this is what food is this is the vessel through which we are doing this through which you're doing this so how do all of you, just out of curiosity, deal with emotion? Like, what, what are you doing? And, and in fact, instead of, instead of asking this as a general question, let's talk about this right here and right now. In our houses, can't go out anywhere. We have very limited freedom in many, in many ways. How are you actually dealing with the emotions that are coming up for you right now, honestly? There's no judgment, just out of curiosity. How are you dealing with it? I'm going to wait for a few of you to respond before I share a few insights. Now, those of you that did the five-day program a couple of weeks ago, you remember on day four, we spoke about emotional triggers um, and actually speaking about dealing with emotions. Susan, I'm fine. Always suppress my emotions, then over it. Yes, so that. Um, I was going to say the, the, the British differ lip. I don't know whether you're British, Susan. I don't know where you are, but that kind of like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. 
and actually what we're saying is we're just like I'm going to suppress it push it down let's see what else we've got eat when not hungry yep so very typical emotional eating behavior Carol you're eating okay not what I should be doing I don't deal with negative emotions much. I tend to bury them. I just keep them quiet till it passes. Yes, exactly. Um, reading, talking it through my family, though I'm still going to feed at the end of the day. Wonder if that's just a habit. Um, there can be a slight habitual connection to food, Joan, although it's not as big as some people think it is. Try not to eat, but always end up binging. Okay, eating instead of using your tools. Okay, make the excuse that I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm working or watching movies and then want popcorn and I might chat about the situation, but not my feelings. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of fair to say that the majority of you right now, those of you that are watching anyway, um, you haven't really got a way of dealing with stuff. Now I know some of you in the Self-Fed Woman program, you have got a resource library of things, but just just to mention wink wink nudge nudge however however in all seriousness a lot of women do actually struggle to deal with emotion because this is often something that either we just don't know what to do with we often um have not been shown what to do with emotion especially perceived negative emotions or the things that we're talking about right now which will be magnified um or we don't have the tools to deal with them meaning if anxiety comes up if we don't know what to do with it it's easy to just push it back down again and the easiest way to push an emotion down is with what what's the easiest way that all of you can push your emotions down again and when i say push them down i mean kind of suppress them not acknowledge them hope that they go away kind of metaphorically stick your fingers in your ears and you're like la 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 if i just don't pay attention it might disappear how do we push emotion down food yes joan exactly it's food right there's a lot of symbolism with food by the way so food is very symbolic it's very metaphorical it's very energetic it's very um it's 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 very representative of other things that are going on for most people and food is the easiest resource available to all of you right now in terms of pushing, suppressing, not acknowledging, blocking, stopping. And think about what you do. Like emotions are a body thing, okay? They're not up here, they're in here, they're a body thing. So emotions start to appear, which can often feel uncomfortable. And whether you're able to label it or otherwise, as in, oh, that's anxiety, or oh, that's overwhelm, or that's fear, there's, there's a distinctive feeling of, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't feel very good. And as that emotion starts to rise, which actually energetically, that's what happens. Emotions kind of rise. As these emotions rise, this is when food then comes in because it's the act of eating. There is a very metaphysical and metaphorical thing that you do. Cause when you put food in your mouth, you're kind of putting like a cork on a bottle, aren't you? Like the food goes down here, down the esophagus. It kind of metaphorically stops the food. It goes past your heart, goes into your stomach. It kind of puts a lid on it. Now, I was an emotional eater for like a long time, like decades. And this was what I did always. As soon as anything came up for me that didn't feel remotely comfortable, I would go and eat. 
but at the time I had not connected the dots. I hadn't kind of done the whole breadcrumb thing of like, that makes sense. And that makes sense. And I could see why I'm doing that. Oh, it's not about the food. It's not about the food. I need to acknowledge the anxiety and the fear and the, all of this stuff. So food pushes emotions down. Okay. And yes, it does carry and it makes you feel worse afterwards because a lot of women will report and I can verify this for me personally, that you might feel anxious and then you go and stuff yourself with whatever you've got in your kitchen, which might be quite a lot right now, or sort of like Christmas, Christmas shop, you go and eat something. And then afterwards you feel guilty. You feel annoyed with yourself. You might feel ashamed of yourself. You might feel like you're a failure because you promised yourself you weren't going to eat anymore, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. And there you have just eaten some more. So actually that initial emotion that came up, albeit not a very comfortable one, has now actually grown into something even bigger because the anxiety might still be there. But now it's also with fear and guilt and shame and maybe more anxiety because you feel now anxious about the fact you're eating and you can't exercise and you're worried about weight gain and you're kind of escalating isn't it so yeah food pushes emotion down food pushes emotion down yes okay all of you all of you are agreeing with that so let me let me run through how are we doing for time let me run through some practical steps now um because i'm guessing that most of you can understand you're all a smart bunch obviously you're all smart women in this group um you can understand that logically this makes sense doesn't it it's if you feel like you can't stop eating now because of circumstances no amount of restriction deprivation limiting willpower discipline self-control is ever going to address it because it's not about the food it's about going deeper down underneath and understanding and recognizing and acknowledging for you that right now there are some kind of emotional needs that the food is filling. And until you know what those emotional needs are, food will always be your coping strategy. Does that make sense? So how can we address it? How can you address it? What can you start doing? Because we have no idea how long this situation is going to last for. Okay. It might be for a few weeks. It might be a few months. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and that's not to scare any of you, by the way. I'm going to talk about reframes in a second. You can choose to see this in whatever way you want to. So the first one, I've got three, possibly four things that I want to share. The first one is about where emotions come from. So I want to ask you to have a little think now about this for you specifically. So think about the last time that you ate in the way that we're talking about now. So emotional eating, overeating um perhaps binging for some of you but if you think about when you last did that which might have been today it might have been yesterday it doesn't really matter when can you remember what was going on up here at the time because where do thoughts come from sorry where do emotions come from i just gave you the bloody answer <laughs> where do emotions come from was anyone paying attention then where do emotions come from um, I've used food and alcohol at times and was aware in my mind it was to shut myself up. Yes, really uncomfortable emotions. Yeah, food, alcohol, cigarettes. Some people use drugs. It's a coping strategy. It's a mechanism. The actual substance itself is not really that significant, I'll be honest. Um, it's about the reasons behind it. It's always about the reasons behind it. Um, so 
I already gave you the answer. So I'm just going to carry on with this regardless. Emotions come from thoughts. I don't know if any of you have ever acknowledged that before. <laughs> Joan, LOL with a little laughing emoji. Thank you. Thoughts. Yes, they do. Exactly. So emotions come from thoughts. Joan gets a gold star for paying attention. Um, this is very much about you backtracking. It's about you starting to unravel, one of my favorite words ever, starting to unravel this pattern that you're in. An emotion comes up, you feel uncomfortable about it, you don't like it, you go in the kitchen, you eat food, um, you stuff it down, often quite fast, quite frenzied, quite kind of frantic, you're not enjoying it, it's no pleasure there, or if there is, it's very, very temporary. Um, you then finish the food, you then feel even worse than what you did before, and now you're in that cycle. For some of you, that can often trigger binge behavior. Again, really common, that again was my cycle. Kind of getting into that state of, I've just eaten half a packet of biscuits. Oh my God, I'm such a failure. I'll sod it. I'm just going to eat the entire packet now and I'll start being good again tomorrow. So if you can unravel that as if you're rewinding the movie, going all the way back to the initial emotional trigger of something that came up, that's something that comes up for all of you. Isn't just a random thing that appears. Now you might think it is. You might have always assumed it is. You might have always just kind of thought, well, you might not have thought anything until today. There's a step before that. The step before that is about thoughts. Emotions come from thoughts. So what are you thinking? What thoughts are going on in your mind right now that are creating those feelings and those emotions of stress, fear, anxiety, concern, overwhelm, boredom, um, loneliness, a few others that you were all sharing before. What are you thinking? And that's a question for maybe you to think about to write about for any of you that like to journal um that can be a really powerful journaling question like what what am i thinking right now what am i choosing to think um if you don't like to journal this might be a great opportunity to start but i want to invite you to really start paying attention to what are you thinking just out of curiosity because i promise you that there will be a pattern there and there will be something that you're consciously or even unconsciously going on in your mind that's creating those emotions. Now, knowing that is one thing, but that's not really the solution to the, to the issue. The solution is, can you start to choose to think a different thought? Now, I know that's a very simplistic kind of way of, of explaining something, but actually we don't need to overcomplicate it. And I'm a massive believer that one of the most empowering things that all of us can do is to start taking responsibility for what we are in control of. Right now, out there, you guys can't see my window is out there, out there in the world, we have very limited control over any of that at the minute, okay? We just need to trust, we need to believe in change and miracles and healing and whatever your belief systems are at the minute, we can't control any of that. What we can completely control 100% of the time is us. Now, again, I don't want to sort of make that suggestion of that's like a really easy thing to do and it's never difficult to do that. And, you know, it's always really kind of like, yeah, no, I can totally do this. And it's, it's not that difficult. This is self mastery. This is personal development. This is like intentional um, working on yourself, guidebook 101 stuff. This is the stuff that I love to help other women do. You know, all of you that are in the Soulfied Woman program, that's what we're all doing in there. Like it's not a quick fix, it's unraveling, it's working on yourself continuously. But coming back to the thought thing, 
you are all in control of what you choose to think. Now there's another power word, choose. You all have choice. You can't control anything out there. That's, that just is what it is. However, you can all choose the things that you are intentionally thinking of. So this is where reframes come in. A reframe is when you're able to reframe, to change something intentionally. And one of the things that I love to suggest to clients, to people that I talk to, um, I think I might have mentioned this, I, I do this with my children sometimes, um, is actually helping them start flipping their thoughts. So I want to give you an example. Let's say that you recognize when you've unraveled your sequence that you are feeling anxious and every time you feel anxious, you're going in the kitchen and you start eating and it's a cycle, it's a domino effect. Now, if you start paying attention, that anxiety is popping up whenever you start thinking things like, what if it lasts for months? What, what if this lasts for years? You know, it's very anxious, anxiety provoking thinking, isn't it? Because it's about uncertainty. It's about not having an outcome um, or not having this kind of um, timeline. Like we don't, there's no certainty. It's a lot of uncertainty right now, which for a lot of people can be really unsettling. So let's say that that's one of the thoughts that actually, if you're responsible for yourself, which you are, you start to recognize that you're thinking that quite a lot. What if this lasts for months? What if I'm in this situation for, for a long time? What, what if this, what if that? You can choose to reframe that at any, at any moment as soon as you acknowledge it. And a reframe would look like this. Initial thought, what if this lasts like this for months? That creates anxiety. To reframe the thought, it would be to flip it and start to think instead, well, what if this blows over really quickly? Or what if within the next two or three weeks, everything's slowly going back to normal? Or what if this disappears almost as quickly as it came? Or what if um, during this time, um, like a solution appears so much faster than anyone believed possible? You know, it's, it's reframing that thought. Is this making sense? This sounds mechanical. It sounds robotic. It sounds time consuming, but... The power in this is actually quite incredible when you are intentional about your thoughts. Now, we're not gonna go into belief systems now because that's a whole different conversation. We're just talking specifically about emotions. However, your belief systems, your entire belief systems about you, who you are, how you fit into the world, what you're capable of, what your abilities are, all of those belief systems have actually come from repeated thought patterns. So if you have beliefs, that you know don't serve you and a really common one certainly in this field of conversation is I'm not good enough that's a real big one a real big one that belief system has actually come from repeated thoughts of I'm not enough I'm not enough I'm not enough and you're unlikely going to be walking around doing that very aware of it until you start becoming very conscious of what you're doing which is personal development okay it's taking responsibility it's checking in with yourself it's doing these things like I'm suggesting that seems and feels a little bit like feels a bit weird and it feels a bit robotic and well, every time I have a thought I need to flip it well if you want to change what you're doing yes you do because this is conditioning this is um yeah this is reconditioning this is how you recondition what's going on up here okay does that make sense okay Everything does start with a thought, Irene, you're absolutely correct. And this for me was actually quite a mind-blowing revelation when I was very unaware of myself years ago, very disconnected, very closed off, very completely, I'm going to say anti-emotional, like I just did not express, show anything. 
compared to now where I'm just like, this is who I am and heart on my sleeve and all that. But this was a revelation to me because I'd always just kind of, well, I'd never actually been aware of the fact that all of this stuff that was connected to food was actually around anxiety. Um, and I certainly had no awareness that anxiety for me was coming from the thoughts that I was having. I was a very negative thinker, very pessimistic, very judgmental, very self-critical, um, very worst case scenario, cat catastrophizing everything. And this was something that I'd never consciously noticed. So it's a big one. Okay. That's the first one. That's the first one. Um, um, after binge day, felt like a hole in the next day. So the binging continued for days. It's hard to escape the pattern. Yes, exactly. So it's that cycle, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't really like myself, not good enough, running from past mistakes. Susan, this is really common, really, really, really common. Um, that kind of not feeling good enough, not liking myself. Um, sort of, we said about running from past mistakes, but things like shame or guilt or embarrassment um fear all of that stuff contributes to this this is kind of like a little a little part of the the bigger the bigger picture okay um let me see where i've got to okay second second point um the second point is about acceptance this sounds really fluffy and i'm not intending for this to sound like a meme on a coffee mug however acceptance looks like this can you accept how you feel and when I say accept, I mean acknowledge it. Can you acknowledge the fact that right now you're feeling really bloody terrified of what's going on? Can you acknowledge that right now you're feeling really anxious and unsettled because your life has completely changed and you've got no control over it and it's making you feel a bit shit? Like, can you acknowledge that you're feeling quite lonely because you're at home on your own and you've got like little contact with other people and it's making you feel really uncomfortable with just everything like can you acknowledge that what happens when we acknowledge something and we're able to accept it as in well this is how i feel and you're doing it without judgment without criticism it's just like this is how i feel you end up not running from it and when you don't run away from how you feel what happens with food I know that this is a very kind of very hypothetical, very simplified analogy, but when you don't run away from how you feel, what do you think happens with food? Bearing in mind what you've all noticed, acknowledged and shared that emotional triggers for you are the thing that you push back down with food. So hypothetically, if you don't run away from how you feel, what's going to happen with food? A little time delay. I'm gonna wait for someone to share their um, share their share their answer. I got some love flying across my screen. Then someone understood that they were like, "Oh yeah, okay." What happens when you don't run away from how you feel? What happens with food? You won't need the food to hide stuff. Yes, hopefully you won't have to use food as a crutch. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need it. Food, it's only going to be the food. Okay. So this is, this is the intellectual phase, right? This is where you 
kind of understand that logically how you do that we're going to come to this is just about understanding that if i'm not running away from how i feel and i'm able to acknowledge that i feel anxious or sad or upset or lonely or frustrated and maybe i'm able to accept that that's how i feel right now there's less likely a need an emotional need for you to go and eat <coughs> yeah i won't need to eat to stuff the emotion down exactly i don't need exactly okay so that's that's the second bit acceptance okay so we've got emotions come from thought try and reframe second is about acceptance acceptance being what we've just said not running away from it anymore the third one is about grounding yourself now this sounds a little bit i don't know why i say this sounds a little bit fluffy because it's not at all grounding okay grounding ourselves is when we start to allow ourselves to be more in our body than we are in our head because if we go back to that first point emotions come from thought okay thoughts naturally come from the brain from the mind ego conditioned part of said head when your head is fully in control though and for a lot of you with food dysfunction obsession compulsive behaviors around eating you are actually in your head more than your body anyway by default that would also mean that you're not very grounded so if you're in your head a lot then emotions and thoughts and negativity and judgment and criticism which produces these emotions which then create that emotional need for you to go and eat that's actually quite common because that's just by default what you're doing so the third thing that i want to invite you to do is to start grounding yourself what does that mean it means actually bringing yourself out of your head and more into your body when you ground yourself you're actually bringing your your spiritual self your energetic self your your um some people say like your soul your um there's loads of different things that we can call it but it's more about bringing you into here as opposed to in here those of you that are in your head more often than you're not you'll know exactly what i'm talking about how do you do that there are loads of ways to bring yourself more into here but some of the things that i want to mention are well actually there's kind of from a practical point of view is actually focusing on your breath now again i know this sounds a little bit simple a little bit too easy surely there must be something a bit more complex um sometimes there aren't any more complex solutions and actually the, the really simple easy ones are the most powerful so i want to give you a suggestion and this is something that i give to my clients it's something that i actually use myself as well when i need to and it's actually focusing on your breath so we're all going to do this actually very quickly i'm just going to uncross my legs and if you can do the same, I want to invite you to do that now. I want you to sit, or I'm guessing you will be sat. I doubt any of you will be standing up. Well, you might be actually. But wherever you are and if it's safe to do so, I want you to just, we're going to do something with hands. I want you to put your hands on your heart, so on your chest, and a hand on your tummy. If that feels uncomfortable, then you can put both hands on your heart. I know some women don't like to touch their stomachs, and that's totally okay. That's where you are with your journey. But if you put your hands on your heart right now, and let's say that an emotion comes up for you, like anxiety, fear, overwhelm, panic, all of that stuff that we're talking about, the big bloody emotions. Emotions are in our heart, by the way. Okay, we feel emotion. And a lot of women that struggle with like body wisdom, food stuff, disconnection, their heart chakra can actually be quite closed. 
So when emotion starts to come up, it can actually create that sense of discomfort. Some people even feel almost um, unsafe and that's why they choose to push it back down again. It's kind of a bit further down the line, but we feel it in our heart. So put your hands on your heart and if an emotion comes up for you from now and it's a really uncomfortable one and you can acknowledge it and you can um, kind of witness it for being there, as in you're not judging it, you're not criticizing it, you're going to choose to not run away from how you feel, something that I'm going to invite you to do, if it's safe to do so, close your eyes if you wish, you don't have to though, but I want you to just breathe in. And as you breathe in, you're going to bring your attention to your chest, to your heart, and you're going to breathe in, imagining that you're breathing in now, pure relaxation, pure calmness. In fact, I'm going to close my eyes to do this. And if you have a color that you like, that makes you feel happy, or it might be a color that makes you smile, or it's a color that makes you feel warm and fuzzy, then just imagine breathing that color in through your nose and all the way down into your chest further down into your body and it's flooding your body now full of that color as you breathe in that relaxation and then as you breathe out you're going to breathe out any kind of discomfort stress tension if you can label that emotion then label it so the anxiety and you're going to do that for a few times i'm not going to tell you how much that depends on what feels right for you but you're just going to focus on breathing in and focus on breathing out. Focus on breathing in calmness. Focus on breathing out stress. Focus on breathing in relaxation. Focus on breathing out tension. Focus on breathing in calmness. Focus on breathing out anxiety. Focus on breathing in calmness. Focus on breathing out tension you'll probably start to notice that your breath will start to slow. Now, I'm going to invite you to do that for a few, a good minute or so if you can. And at some point, which we're just going to do now, I want you to start saying these words, I am calm. I am safe. I choose to be here. one more time I am calm I am safe I choose to be here perfect okay you can do that for as long as you want to that is bringing you into your body okay right shake that off if you need to I could totally stay there for like half an hour <laughs> Oh, it's my happy place. That's my happy place. Okay, how did that feel for those of you that joined in? Just out of curiosity. Um, but that's something that I want to encourage you to do. Okay, so any kind of emotion that comes up for you, when that starts to appear and you can feel that you're on the edge of like, oh my God, I need to go and eat and I feel uncomfortable. I want to run away or I just want to push it down. Your energetic self, spiritual self, um soul you is is leaving your body okay it's leaving your body you're not grounded now for those of you that um know anything about energy work or like embodiment practices which some of you might do some of you might not do we have seven energy centers throughout our system 
our base energy center, which is known as the base chakra, is like root, it's the base, it's like feet, it's like it's the, it's the roots of the tree. And when anybody's experiencing fear, anxiety, overwhelm, panic, it's disconnecting from safety. So your root chakra, your base chakra has been blown. So you need to bring yourself back in your body. You cannot be in your body and experience anxiety at the same time. Can't happen. You can't be in your body and experience panic at the same time. Can't happen. You can't experience um, um, calmness and like being in your body at the same time as experiencing fear. Okay, can't happen. And this is why things like panic attacks, um, extreme anxiety, breath work is often encouraged because it's not about distraction it's actually the energetics of bringing yourself back into you does that make sense so um so yeah so that's the third tip that i want you to um that i want you to practice um guys those of you that are in the soul-fed woman program i'm actually going to record a really short audio um that you're going to have access to kind of that really but in a, a little mp3 so you can download it um it's on my to-do list um Okay, does that make sense? I'm hoping that that made sense. Okay, the fourth and final thing, the workshop's running a little bit longer than I thought. I hope that's okay. Um, I always have so much more to talk about than I realize. The fourth and final thing is, and this is, this is kind of something that you don't have to look at right now. This is more for those of you <coughs> that feel that actually you're kind of okay to um, acknowledge things and um, maybe you've got a few little resources like breath work, um, looking at your thoughts, reframing them, et cetera. The last one is starting to look at that emotional hunger, the emotional um, trigger, emotional need that we spoke about and starting to acknowledge and recognize how can you fill that without food? So if for example, let me give you an example. Let's say that you notice that you have this emotional need to feel calm right now, which I think for everybody is probably very, very valid. If the way that you're doing that is by eating handfuls of cake and biscuits and chocolate out of the kitchen, it's not really a long-term solution, is it? Because that also makes you feel quite crap about yourself. So how can you start to fill that desire? How can you start to satisfy that craving that you have to feel calm right now. And this is, as I said, this is self-responsibility. This is what can I do for me? How can I choose to feel calmer? How can I choose to bring more calmness in? How can I choose to bring more stuff in that makes me feel calmer and release things that are not helping me feel calm right now? So it could be things like you said, writing things down, journaling, um, things like the grounding work. If you're into meditation, there are a million and one meditations on like YouTube. Um, it could be going for a walk. It could be um, watching something that makes you feel um, all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, I mean, these are very sort of practical ones, but this is also about you really starting to acknowledge that you are in control of this. You can't control anything out there, but you can control everything in here and actually you can control a lot of everything within your immediate little container. So actually one of my mentors this week, um, Sabrina Lynn, she, she actually said that a lot of people are kind of seeing that they're feeling quite suppressed and quite contained by everything right now, which is understandable. However, it's a choice. And we can either choose to see it as being that is the truth, or we can choose as a reframe to see that maybe the containers changed, as in like what we've been used to, 
and yeah, the container's now this, but actually we can still choose to embrace all of that inside of our little container. We can still choose to look after ourselves. We can still choose to move our body. We can still choose to acknowledge the things that we're needing. We can still choose to put boundaries in place. We can still choose to be very mindful of what we're telling ourselves. We can choose to not watch the news. We can choose to surround ourselves with positivity. We can choose to be in conversations like this that kind of encourage us and inspire us and lift us up and motivate us and you know, kind of make us feel better about this and us and how we all fit together. All of that's a choice, isn't it? So that's my fourth little tip. And as I said, you don't have to kind of go there. The first three are really where I want to start with all of you. Um, but the fourth one is just as important when you feel ready for that is how can you start taking like radical responsibility for those emotional um, needs that you have that at the moment food is filling? Um, and that really is kind of getting into that realms of personal mastery. It's unraveling a lot of your stuff and it's really getting to that place of, um, yeah, starting to help you choose to change things, you know, meditation music. So Wendy, we are having here right now in our house, well, not right now, cause it's five to nine, but as in right now, um, during this time, we are having a kitchen disco every day no select time specifically it just depends on what mood we are all in uh, but yeah music's a big thing in our house big thing Thank thankfully we have no um attached neighbors so we can play music quite loudly but yeah music absolutely music meditation walking um i have got very clear boundaries um with what's going on um for obviously for us and our little family um and i was talking to you about this today wasn't i wendy boundaries are in place i've got me time i've got time when my office door is closed i've got time when i'm going to go for a walk without the kids and the husband um because i need it like that's for my emotional needs i need space for me I'm, I'm an introvert despite what many people believe i like to be on my own and i need time on my own to really recharge and to fill myself back up again especially if i've spent all day with clients and doing things like this and talking to people I need that downtime to refill my cup because I can't serve if my cup's empty. So that's about self-awareness. It's about responsibility. It's about acknowledging those emotional things that years ago I had no awareness of. And all I knew was that I was eating all the time because actually none of this was happening in the background. So it's all very much connected. Um, right. Does that make sense? Lovely ladies. Does that make sense? Um, if you've got any questions, feel free to pop them below. I am going to kind of wrap up soon. However, um, there is something else that I wanted to mention. Now, for those of you that are in the Soul Fed Woman program, you don't need to pay attention to this because I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. You've got a little gift coming, coming your way. Um, I realized that right now there are loads of people men and women granted but i only work really with women um there are a lot of people right now that are in this place of they're at home in isolation feeling overwhelmed a lot of emotional stuff going on the food stuff's also become even more of an issue um and maybe they're not in a position to join the soul fed woman program maybe they're not in a position to get one-to-one -one help however i still have this overwhelming desire to help as many women as possible especially now when I know from the conversations within my community, within my email inbox every day, within like messenger, like so many women reaching out, freaking out because they now feel even more 
worried and anxious and scared and concerned about food and I get it because this is just well this is a time that none of us have ever obviously experienced so I want to mention something that I had a brainwave of doing um I have got a it's a self-study program called the emotional eating course very ingenious name spent a long time coming up with that one Did I um, it's called the emotional eating course and now those of you that have got this as well this is also going to be a gift for you okay so the emotional eating course is as the name would suggest it's focusing specifically on this topic it's about emotions it's about emotional triggers it's about how to deal with them it's about how to navigate with them and I've decided to do something because this is important for me to make sure that you've got the help that you need right now because because I know how important it is for all of you. So this is usually a program that, as I said, is self-study. So you get access to three modules, you get um, a downloadable little journal, there's four meditations in there. There's also a free workshop in there, which is all about tapping on EFT. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's this bizarre little technique that I do use with people. Um, and it really helps to eliminate emotions, not as in get rid of them because they're wrong. It's about neutralizing them. So when you feel a heightened state of anxiety, you can actually calm it down really quickly. So there's actually a free workshop in that program where I explain to you what it is, how it works, and I give you some actual um, kind of scripts and things to follow specifically around emotions and emotional eating. Now, this is usually a self-study program. This is currently on the website for £147 as a self-study program. However, what I've decided to do is I've dropped it to £77 and I'm also going to add a three-week pop-up Facebook support group starting on, I think I said April the 13th, I believe. So it's a week today. Um, so from a week today, when you join it, not only do you get access to all the program itself, but you're also going to come into a little support group with me for three weeks. And during that three weeks, you can ask questions. We're going to be there to support each other. Um, I'm going to be checking in to make sure that you're okay, to see if there's anything that I can help you with. Um, so you're not going to be completely on your own. Okay. So if you want to know more, um, I will post the link. Um, she says, where's my link gone? It's over at soulfedwoman.com forward slash special course. Let me see where it is. Here we go, special course. Um, and as I said, that's available now. So it's been reduced from 147 pounds. It's now 77. And that also comes with that 21 day um, support group, additional support group kind of as a free, as a freebie extra. Now, those of you that are already in the Soul Fed Woman program, you're going to get this for free. So you don't have to join. Um, you've already got the program, but you can come and join the support group um, if you want to. I'll be giving you some information. Those of you that have already bought the emotional eating course from a couple of months ago, um, please check your emails because I'm going to be inviting you into that support group at no additional cost because I just like to help people that way. Um, and those of you that haven't yet joined, now is the best bloody time to do so because as I said, it's half price, it's £77. You get all the program, all the tools, you get a tapping workshop, you get meditations to help you, and you get a 21 day access to. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is the group support group. Um, there's also a 21 day, three week support group as well that I don't usually ever put in a, um, a self study program because um, then it wouldn't be self study. But this time I'm going to do it. Okay, so, oh, Maggie was here and she's dropped off. 
Okay, okay. So does that make sense, lovely ladies? I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. Right, so if anyone has got any questions whatsoever, then now is a good time to ask me. However, I am here for any of you that are watching on replay. Um, for any of you that have got any specific questions for anything that's coming up that's, that you want to talk to me about. Um, but as I've said, if this conversation right now has really kind of made you aware that you do have emotional triggers coming up that maybe you do need to find other ways to address, to navigate, to deal with, because actually the food bit is the symptom. It's not the thing that you need to try and fix. So if you want some tools and some help and some support, then this is the best thing to do, especially if you're not ready or you're not in the um, position to join my big sort of eight week um, soul fed woman program. Cause that comes like 12 months access. Like that's my big, that's my big one. Um, but this is, this is the next, this is the next best step for sure. So head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash special course. Um, and all the information is on there. And I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. Oh, Joan, does your program have a good success rate? I've tried everything and nothing has ever worked. Um, success rates down to you, Joan. However, however, I stand by a thousand percent what I teach. Um, I stand by everything that I talk about. I stand by my programs unequivocally um, because I know that they work, but they only work if you do the work, if you go through it if you take on board the suggestions if you challenge yourself if you use the tools if you throw yourself in then they will absolutely work absolutely work uh, wendy when does the next eight week course start that's starting on the 18th of may i think it is 18th of may so um so there's going to be a five day free program starting on the 4th of may that's free for anyone to join um, and then if anyone wants to join the the eight week program after that they can do but yeah 18th of May okay so Joan I hope that answered your question lovely lady but I totally understand um yeah that kind of tried everything nothing has worked I truly believe that things come around when they're meant to and you find the people that you're meant to when you when you're meant to it sounds really been a lot of cliches tonight I know kind of you know can sound a bit fluffy but I fundamentally believe that um, yeah, I fundamentally believe that. Right. Okay. Lovely ladies. I am going to go. I'm actually very, very pleased that my throat and my voice held up for over an hour. Cause I didn't think it was going to about six o'clock tonight. I was very nearly going to cancel the workshop, but I, um, took some homeopathic remedies and I, um, yeah, did some stuff. Um, I'll get it on the calendar and do the little workshop in between. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome good 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 nice to see you anyway wendy right i am gonna go but i'm here if you've got any questions as i've said um that's the link to that emotional eating course the special half price one with extra support group with all this stuff that i can throw at you um in a nice way of course um to just really help you over this next three weeks and beyond um and if you want any more information you know where i am right have a good one lovelies it was nice to see you all and uh, yeah i'll speak to you all very soon take care look after yourself see you later